Good morning. Today I have with me Jeff Perry. Jeff is the founder of More Than Engineering. He's a leadership coach focusing on engineers and technologists. Welcome to Managers Club. So grateful to be here. I'm excited that we've been able to connect and excited for what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Yeah, today we're going to get some clarity on career planning for engineering managers. So taking a step back, Jeff, what is career planning and what are the most important things to factor in? Yeah, so it's a great question. We need to take this big picture view, not just myopic view of this is where I am and this is how I need to succeed, but also put that in the context of the other things that we care about in our lives beyond just our careers. A career is only one aspect of living a life that we love. So if we're not proactive, then we're being reactive and things are just happening to us. And sometimes that's going to work out well and we can let things emerge, but sometimes that's not going to be a great fitter situation. And then they feel that moment of being stuck. And so the whole opportunity is to be proactive about what do I want to learn? What do I want to become? Yeah, this is great. As I tell my engineers, you have to take ownership of your career and your career planning. That's like really essential. What are some ways that people can improve their clarity around career planning? Yeah, great question. So by the way, I just want to recognize here that probably a lot of your listeners are at the gym or on a walk or on a drive when they're listening to this stuff. And so it's hard to capture all this stuff. So to make it easy, I did create something just for the listeners and managers club. So they can go grab some of the principles in here. They can go to www.engineeringcareeraccelerator.com slash managers club to go get some free resources. Anyway, when we th- get into career clarity, sometimes people are thinking that this is going to mean, hey, I've got every step of my career mapped out. What's my one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year, 20-year plan? They feel like that's locked in, almost like a treasure map, like X marks the spot. Like this is where I'm headed and I've got the, the map to get there. It's not quite as simple as that. Yeah. So a couple of ways I like to think about this is one is thinking like, Can you map out what's the North Star, this guiding light that maybe isn't necessarily a perfect map for every single step along the way? Another way to think about career clarity is like a filter, right? If something meets the criteria, let's continue to explore that. If it doesn't, then let's not take any more time there. And you may have some things that for each individual are maybe non-negotiables as we think about things in our lives or in our careers are really important to us. And that could be salary, could be something like that, or it could be certain work flexibility that's important to them, could be types of technologies that they really want to be involved in, could be a company with a certain sort of policy that, that really aligns with their own values. It could be all sorts of things that for us as an individual, we identify that's really important to us. And if something doesn't meet that criteria, it's probably not going to be a great fit for us. And it's going to be different for everyone at different stages of their careers as well. And I like to think about, okay, how do we figure this out? Why is this so important to take this intentional path? The old story, Alice in Wonderland, right? <laughs> so that at one point, Alice is going through this kind of dark forest and she comes to a fork in the road and the Cheshire cat is there. And Alice asks him, where do I go? And the Cheshire cat asks, what are, where are you trying to get to? And And she's, I don't know where I'm trying to get to. She's not sure. To which the cat then responds, well, if you don't know where you're going, any path will get you there. And that's just like this idea of having that North Star, like knowing where we're going so that when the decision points come, we can decide which path is going to be headed in the direction 
So there's a lot of different tools to try and figure this out. Like I said, mapping out those things that are really important to you in terms of career roles that you're considering. I also love to try and figure out ways to lean on the uniqueness of the individual. So one principle there is identifying a zone of genius uh, as an individual. Ways to think about this is like, where do you do your very best work? Where is it that when you're working or developing things that you feel like you're just at the top of your game? What's the situation? What are you doing? Talk to some people and they really thrive in ambiguous projects and situations. There's a vision, but we don't know how to do it. And they know how to start that up. Other people are really great in we're operating and refining and in continuous improvement mode. And that's not optimal for other people. Other people really are just thrive in growing teams from really small to, to building that out to, to something great and building that culture up along the way. So lots of people have these different kind of genius zones and ways. So how can you align job opportunities with that zone of genius? So you can do your best work, which is going to be great for you. You're going to be engaged and enjoy that. It's also going to be great in terms of how you can deliver impact for the company as well, which allows you to align that when you're searching out new opportunities and that can really help us every step along the way have that that guiding North Star light to, to make sure we're being intentional. A lot of these are really great points about career planning, but I want to bring it home now to engineering managers. How would you approach career planning specifically as an engineering manager or leader? Is anything different about that? Yeah, so if we're talking about engineering managers, I have to recognize that management looks different in different contexts and situations right? The different types of companies that you might join are going to have these different situations. For engineering managers, it's really important for you to take your particular leadership expertise or even go back to that genius zone idea that you feel like the situation, the opportunity and what the needs of the company are, not just, hey, we need an engineering manager or a director of engineering or whatever that title is. That's not just aligned, but also what do they really need? And does that align with what you've done before, what you really enjoy doing and where you can deliver great value? And some people can adjust in that, but others, it's probably best if they continue to lean on on, on those strengths. I think of from the large company level, some many companies recognize that there's transitions from a startup CEO to a scaling CEO, to a going huge and global CEO. Not every time, but sometimes that's a very that's a very common thing to, to go through. So for each manager to consider, hey, where can I deliver the most impact for the company, for the teams that I'll be leading? And that's also going to allow me to continue to be pushed and grow in areas that are going to help me grow as a person, as a leader as well. Um, can we find those situations? Again, whether that's internal to the organization that you're in right now, if there's an if you're in a large organization, there's probably other opportunities to to shift to, whether that's a promotion or going to a different team or org within that, that's that's great. Sometimes we need to move to to a new place, a new situation that's gonna revitalize things or challenge us in new ways, but it still allows us to use those skills in brand new ways. And also recognize an engineering leader also has a stewardship and responsibility to help their teams manage their own careers and move through that as well and help them really be in the best situations for them rather than just using people where they're at and just hoping everything stays the same. Because <laughs> we, we know that rarely, 
if ever happens. As a coach, why do some people seem to get stuck in middle management while others are like on this fast track and seem to zoom right up to VP level, say, in management? Yeah, it's a great question. And recognize that, hey, some people want that and some people don't. It's not zooming to VP level. It isn't necessarily the right path for every single person. So it's important to recognize that. On the other hand, there are just so many reasons why people can seemingly take this fast track or not. Some are outside of our control. Think about things like market forces, unforeseen circumstances, opportunities. Luck absolutely plays a part in some of these things, whether we like it or not. So there's some things that we can't control, but what we can control is going back to those things of being proactive and intentional. If growing to that level of leadership is something that you aspire to, then being intentional and not just doing great work and hoping that it gets recognized and you get promoted quickly, that's probably not going to be the path. And really seeking for mentor and people who have been there, done that, know what it takes to get there and being willing to put in the work and the effort and maybe extra education or extra curricular activities or projects or other things, taking on new responsibilities that can really accelerate your growth path, that's going to give you more chances. And obviously, there needs to be a little bit of self-advocacy as well. If you're trying to grow within your company, Not believe it or not, your leader doesn't know everything that you do. And so unless you tell them and make it clear, you know, what you're doing and what you're delivering for them, they they may not know that. And so you really need to understand, okay, what's the promotion policies and processes inside your own organization? Is it possible to accelerate that in any way? Some companies have like legitimate fast track programs for people they identify as high performers. If there's ways to get into that or things that are expected to be identified as that, then you need to figure out what those are. If that's not something you want to zoom to a high level of leadership that because you want to balance other things in your life and not only focus on a career, that's okay too. Again, it goes back to what's important to you and how do you want to build your career and what level do you aspire to? But the one, one way I like to think about it is in terms of how do you grow into these new opportunities, these new situations that a company might need is recognize when there's a problem and or see a need and fill a need. Become the solution to a problem that, that the company has. And yes, when you take on those, those new opportunities, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I maybe deal with some things like imposter syndrome we talk about sometimes. I, I'm not sure if I can do this or, or deserve to do this. But recognizing having that growth mindset, say, hey, I can grow into this. I can learn and grow through this process. And I'm committed to doing great work through it. Yeah, there's going to be some bumps along the roads. It's not always glitter and rainbows, as my young daughters would like to hope things are. But that really accelerated leadership path is difficult. And there's going to be some challenges along the way. You're not going to succeed in every moment of every day, but we can continue to grow through that and, and again, become the solution that, that the company needs in different situations. All right. So the responsibility for your career is on you. Totally agree with that. Do you have any best practices? Like how should involve your manager in this? Yeah. So if you're talking about you growing your own career path and talking to your manager about this, I think you need to make it clear to your manager what you're trying to do and accomplish. Because again, they don't know unless you tell them what you're trying to accomplish. And whether that's a new skill you want to learn 
or new opportunity, or you're looking for an opportunity to, if you're not a manager or leader yet. So I think that's the most important thing. If I don't say anything else is just making it clear about what your aspirations are, what you're trying to do, not in a prideful way say, Hey, I want to take your job. Like maybe you just talk about what's the next step in terms of the career progression, but also let them know about the skills and the opportunities and the situations that you want to be able to take on for you and seek for ways that perhaps that aligns with the needs of the company. So be aware of those situations. If you see a need, maybe raise your hand and suggest maybe there's a responsibility you could take on. Be a little bit more proactive in that. Go outside of your normal job responsibilities. I agree. And as a manager, even though your manager thinks about you, they don't think about your career as much as you do. So obviously, you it's great that you inform them and tell them what you want to do. There's some other people For example, what would you say is the role or best practices with using a mentor, a sponsor in your career planning? Yeah, so this is really important to have outside perspectives of people in our lives and our careers who can help us through this process. So obviously, that's a big role that I play in the work that I do as a coach. That's a little bit different than perhaps you might have as a mentor who a lot of times that that can sometimes be formal, but a lot of times a little more informal, very driven by the mentee typically in terms of this is what I'm trying to do and get out of this relationship. And I highly recommend having someone in your life who can provide you that that mentorship or coaching both internal to your current organization if you're working, but also external because they provide different perspectives and situations that they can help with. Internal is going to be great. And I recommend internally be being also someone different than your boss, your direct, your direct boss, because they can be a little bit more objective. They're not tied to your performance in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. They don't know what your day-to-day is. They just look a little bit big picture, but they can also connect you with more perspectives and people inside of your current organization that can help you maybe break down some barriers or learn some new things or just improve your internal network that can be really helpful where you're at. Now, externally, if you have mentors or coaches externally, they're completely third party and different. They don't care about whether you stay or go at your current organization. They can give you perspectives on how things run in different places So your organization may run things, have processes or ways of doing things that a particular way has been set up, but you can get completely different perspectives from other people who are in different situations, have different experiences, and their only interest is really helping you. Whatever role or situation or path you want to take, whether that's internal or external, as you continue to move forward. A coach is even more intentional because usually that is someone that you've invested in personally, and they are therefore that much more invested in you and your success rather than just being passive, like most mentors would be and the mentee driving that. The the coach also actively manages that relationship with you and is invested in making that relationship and you a success because their success is your success. (laughs) That's, That's how they operate. And so it's a it's a few different perspectives there, difference between a mentor and a coach. But I highly suggest having people in your life, internal, external, and those can be family members, good friends, former coworkers, others, or new people you want to learn from. It's always nice to just ask, okay, you know, who is doing things that I'm interested in learning more about that I can talk to and ask, ask some questions of, and 
Sometimes I can feel a little bit awkward to proactively try and start a mentorship relationship, but it starts with an ask and you might be surprised how many people are willing to do that and give back in, in those positive ways. Yeah, no, I think mentors and people like that are great. I had someone else talking about looking for someone who's lived your future already, which I think right. is a great way of putting it. So going back to managers, as a manager, how do you do the career planning or help with the career planning of your reports? How do you help them achieve your career goals? Do you have any advice on that? Yeah, like some of the principles we were talking about as an individual, if I'm trying to manage my own career, a manager might need to coach or help their those that they lead to, to do the same because they may not know what that really means. Many people might be a little bit reactive in their career situations. So it's asking them question, targeted questions on their career development on a regular basis. You don't need to necessarily do that in every single one-on-one, -on -one, but you can establish a cadence that seems to work for you. Maybe it's monthly if that's pretty frequent or quarterly or something. Definitely more than just like a yearly review. It's way too long. We need to be iterating with this, having these conversations with people. So now you might have some perspectives on areas that they can work on and improve. What level do they aspire to? What are the skills and challenges and things they want to take on? What are the areas that they feel like they do their best work, that they are the most productive and deliver the greatest impact? And how can you find ways to give them opportunities to utilize those strengths in really effective ways. That's going to be great for them. It's also going to be great for you and your team because they're going to be energized. They're going to be engaged. They're going to be doing great work. And so you're constantly trying to align the needs of the business and the skills and the, the strengths that you have and how that allows people to grow. Now, sometimes there may be some extra things that carve out and you need to trust people to and recognize there are going to be some learning periods if they're taking on some new stuff. That's just part of the gig, right? But we're we have this responsibility to grow and develop people, responsibility to the people and also to the organization, because if they don't feel like they're learning and growing, they're going to leave or they're just going to stagnate in, the, in terms of what they can do deliver in the organization. You can also think about how can you utilize your own network to connect them with people that would be great for them to talk to you. Maybe get some clarity in answering some of these questions and also recognize that Again, for each person, treating them as an individual, help them look at the big picture of their life and consider what do they really care about? Not just career aspirations, because some people are going to focus more on family for a period of time of their lives where others are going to be really career focused. And that's okay. How can you help them round out and help them succeed where they want to go while also balancing the other things that are really important to them so they can feel heard? They can feel understood and feel cared about with where they're at and how they're trying to grow their lives and careers. Yeah, I think that's a great, so many things here, but I think a great point you raised is one thing a manager can do is definitely introduce people to people because managers, by definition, know a lot of people, have a lot of relationships. So that's something where I find very helpful. Sometimes you can introduce someone to like a mentor or someone that would be beneficial for them to talk to. Jeff, are there any resources you might recommend to people who after this episode might want to go learn more about career planning. Yeah, I have a few books that I really love in terms of career planning. Probably my favorite one on the career planning 
side is called Design Your Work Life. This is a book by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. These are a couple of guys who work at Stan and they teach design thinking. They first wrote a book called Design Your Life. And then they wrote a second book called Design Your Work Life, more focused on careers. And it's really about using design thinking principles and applying those to our lives and our careers. And how do we move through career transitions, whether internal or external to our organizations? How do we map out what we really want to do? One of the analogies I really love that I think about treating each stage of your career as a prototype right? Or as engineers and engineering leaders, we're creating products and services and we're creating an MVP. How can we, they, they, they even dial that down to what's the minimum viable problem? If there's a problem in your life or your career, how can you dial that down to the smallest possible problem that you can try and solve and or test out a solution to and see how that works? Let's dial this down instead of looking at, oh my gosh, there's all these things I need to consider. Like, in, in my life and my career, we dial that down to something smaller that you can get some clarity on. Um, and that's a, as far as a book resource. I also love the book Range and the author is escaping me, but he's a, he's a journalist. And the whole point here is that sometimes people, are, some of our culture has really glorified the idea of like hyper-specialization. Like I've become a really great expert in a certain technology or tool or whatever, but he also swings the other way and shows great value in having a wide variety or range of experiences and skills you can bring to the table and how in some cases being a generalist can be really great, even if that means that eventually later you want to specialize. But there's a lot of great career insights there in terms of, do I need to define my path early and then become like the very best at something? For some people, yes, but for others, maybe taking a wider view and getting more exposure and then diving in if we decide to do that can actually be better rather than, you know, kids coming out of school these days feeling like they got to choose their major and choose their career path when they're 17, 18 years old and feel like if they make the wrong decision, then everything's wrong. No, like we can take what we learned through our experiences. Just to use my own example, I did mechanical engineering in school. Then I got into software. I went back into mechanical and manufacturing. Then I got into to leader engineering leadership. And now I do coaching and I'm not actively in the in technology development anymore, but I'm utilizing all those skills that I learned along the way in a wide variety of technical aspects in terms of how I apply that with the people that I work with in various technology and engineering industries. And I wouldn't have been able to map that out five years ago. I wouldn't have thought that was where I was going to head, but it's, it's an area that sort of emerged for me that has become something that I really enjoy. So there's a couple of books I'd recommend. All right. Thanks. I hadn't seen those books. I'll be sure to check them out. Jeff, you've been really generous with your time. I really appreciate you coming on to share about career planning. Where can people go to connect with you afterwards if they wanted to learn more about you? Yeah. So the one resource that I mentioned before, www.engineeringcareeraccelerator.com slash managers club, and you'll connect with me there. I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn. If people want to check me out, find me there, Jeff Perry, and happy to connect with anyone. All right. Sounds good. I'll put some links in the notes. Thanks again. It was great having you. Yeah. It's so great to be here and talk with you and hope this is helpful for you in the audience. Thanks.